Greg, too. <clears throat> Test one, two, one, two. Can you hear me, Ryan? <laughs> Prayers in, Greg. I got it. I'll, I'll get it on this side. Okay, prayers in, Greg, and let's get started. Father God, we want to thank you just for you, today, today that you have made. Lord, let us rejoice and be glad in it. Thank you for even just the relationship that you have that is intimate with each and every one of us. Lord, as you give your word, Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that it becomes good for our soul. Lord Jesus, that we will be able to just rest upon you, but most of all, that we will be able to be fruitful and multiply in your word, Lord. Things that we ask of you, we ask that you pray for um, your, your, your voice that you're going to be using, Pastor Sandy, this evening. We thank you for the wisdom that you've given him. But most of all, Lord, we thank you for the moment that he can be nothing of himself and allow you to be everything of, him, uh, 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 of, of yourself within him. And we give you the praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. What an exciting time. This is an exciting time to be a Christian, to be born again, to be a part of what God is doing. This is a really and truly an exciting time. Um, there over Right. Of course, you could not. That's a, that's what the scriptures is like. We're the group of people. We have hope. So we look at the world in a different way than they do, you know. Uh, but it is an exciting time to be alive in Christ. I mean, there are so many things that are happening biblically right in front of us that it's like, wow, Lord, you could come at any time because of what everything that's going on right now. It's just amazing. You know, I was looking at the, 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 the war that they, that they want to attack Iran so bad, and oh my goodness, it's like that's the only thing that they want to promote is we gotta attack Iran. We gotta, we've gotta attack Iran, you know? We've gotta blow up everything in Iran. And this is being pushed from somewhere else because but they really feel like this war against Iran has to be done or else Iran's gonna attack the world with nuclear weapons. And so all that is going on. Then I, 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 I'm sitting there and then I, I, someone sent me something and said, um, the central bank digital currency begins July, um, where they're gonna start um, implementing this digital currency into society um, I guess slowly because they're not going to can't do it fast, but you know, they want to see how it's working, how many people they can pull into using only digital currency. And um, I was looking at uh, in the same thing, I was looking at the history of America and how they um, they got to this point where they wanted to uh, they wanted to uh, confiscate all of the gold from everyone. And, you know, because people had gold as the real currency and the paper money was really like something that you had that was like a, a debt, you know. So when the when they said everybody needs to turn their gold in, they made it like a, a $10,000 fine if anybody did not turn in their gold. You know, it was not like uh, uh, where if you like to turn your gold in, we'd appreciate it. No, it was like. Anybody that doesn't turn their gold in is going to be fined $10,000.
And so, and for that time, you know, you're talking about, you know, early 1900s, $10,000 is like, it's like $100,000 a year, you know, salary, right? So it was kind of crazy to look at uh, them talking on regular news. It wasn't like, uh, you know, a Christian channel. It was just on regular news. Oh, uh, the central bank uh, digital currency is set to, to, to start off in, in, in uh, July. And how do you think this is going to go? You know, and I'm like, what are they talking about? You know, and so but here we have Revelation chapter 13 coming true right in front of our eyes, you know. Uh, we, we watch them patent it under 0606 in 2020. Um, they're more talking about it. And then Revelation chapter 13 said, everybody, small and great, will we have to wear a, 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 on a hand on their forehead and nobody will be able to purchase or sell without the, the, the mark, right? So it's like, sometimes I ask myself, do they read the Bible first and then start doing stuff? Or what's making them do exactly what the Bible says to do? It's like, is God making them do it? It's incredible. So um, I'm just watching today and they said uh, um, 90 something, 93 percent of all the nations are going to be involved in digital currency by the end of the year. And I'm like, wow, that is crazy. So I'm, I'm, I'm just praying and asking the Lord, you know, how close are we? Everything's just happening all at once. And um, the whole journey that I've been on and the Lord educated me about the rapture, because if you're a Christian and you're not, excited about the rapture, something is seriously wrong with you. Because if you're more excited about this world than getting out of here, something is seriously wrong with you. But the Lord is trying to show me that everything that he's shown me is right here in front of us. Everything that he's shown me concerning the rapture has been true. All of the typologies and, and information about the rapture are con and concepts about the rapture. And then he says, there are, but there are like seven truths about the rapture that, can't, that, that nobody can, can change or lie about, okay? But there's a whole lot of concepts about the rapture that tell us when it's gonna happen, how it's gonna happen, um, uh, uh, typologies of what's going on at that time, what year, what season it'll happen. So there's facts, okay, which is the truth. And then there's concepts, which is God explaining to us that I've always had this in mind, you understand? So the rapture is something that's always been on the, on the mind of God since the beginning in Genesis. This whole wedding for his son has been the main focus of the world since the beginning that Jesus is going to have a bride and Israel is going to is going to be the chosen people. And all of this stuff is just going, just moving through the world exactly the way the Bible said. I mean, from 
the way he said the world powers would be set up. He said, first, it'll be Babylon. And he's doing this in the book of Daniel. He's telling Daniel. While Daniel's in Babylon, he's telling him about Persia, which wasn't a nation at the time, Greece, which wasn't a nation at the time, and Rome, which wasn't a nation at the time. So he's telling him the four world powers that are going to come to power before they come to power. And then so was he back then making people do, you know what I'm saying? It's like God has already set this thing in motion and you're a part of the plan. And if you're not excited about this, something's wrong because to watch it happening is absolutely crazy. Do you know that um, uh, the word Holocaust is a Jewish word? You know that? You know what it means? Burnt offering, right. So why did they call it the Holocaust? You know, other than the fact that exactly what was going on in in Germany was the exact thing that went on at the cross because Jesus is called a burnt offering. And then for one third of the Jews to die and one third of the Godheads to experience death, it's like, who's putting all this whole beautiful story together as we're moving towards God having a huge family of righteous people? You understand? I wish everybody could jump on board and just say, let's get let's all get saved and just go to heaven. But, you know, everything has to play out in, in, in its way. And uh, so I want to show you guys. And this this was something the Lord was was showing me. Um, first, it's like, OK, the last letter has just passed and you are in the 11th. You're in the 11th Smita. OK. The last the, the 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 last letter is passed, which is the 22nd letter and 22 gave you more incidents, more things about the rapture than anything else in the Bible. Everything about the rapture was 22, 22. This is 22. This is 22. This adds up to 22. These numbers add up. everything. Add, and it's like then it doesn't happen. So this is the Lord said, I have to do everything in perfect timing. So will you just wait on me? I'm like, yeah. So he says, remember you and Drea when you were going to go on your honeymoon? And I was like, yeah, you got to Chicago and they told you you can't get on the plane because I had these tickets that you could get bumped because they were my brother's American Airlines tickets. So standby. yeah, standby. <clears throat> and um, they had a soccer team that had missed there. So they took all the plane, the soccer teams took all the plane, and they said, so you, you're gonna have to take the next flight out, which isn't until later tonight. So we're sitting in the airport till later that night. And um, so we get on the plane, and now we're flying into Miami and it's morning, okay? And we know we gotta get there on time. As we're flying in, we fly over our, 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 our cruise. The boat is leaving. While we're flying in, that's our boat rolling out. And, we're going, and we were sad that night because we knew like it could be a thing. We could miss the whole cruise and it's just going to be all messed up, you know. So we're not going on a cruise. We're just going to have to hang out in Miami. So, um, my brother said, well, uh, I'll just uh, call the airline and tell them to give you tickets and you could fly from Miami to Puerto Rico. And then when the boat gets to Puerto Rico, 
then you can get on the boat. And I went, wow, okay, that's a good idea. But we were so sad that night thinking we, you know, we, we weren't going to go on a cruise now. So now we fly to Puerto Rico. We're, we're having a great time. The boat's not there. It's going to be there in two days. So we're enjoying our time in Puerto Rico together. The boat gets there. We get on. Everybody's rushing off the boat. They said, that was the worst two days ever. They said, they said it was just so wavy. Everybody got sick. And, and everybody just couldn't wait till we got to port so we could get off the boat. They said we didn't know what, what was going to happen with the boat. They said it was like the scariest two days ever. And me and Drea's like, we were kicking it here in Puerto Rico, <laughs> right? So, so we finally got on the boat. And then they're like, oh, so good to have you. You know, we knew you had missed it, but um, you flew here. So they brought us and we went. We had, we had a nice, quiet dinner together and everything and then we got back on the boat and it started moving again and they said wow it's so smooth the boat hasn't been this smooth for the whole two days but as soon as you guys got on it just smoothed. everything's so cool right so God says so I'm praying and the Lord said see how important timing is if you had if you had got on on time it would have been right for you but it wouldn't have been right for me because I love you and I wanted you to have a better time. I didn't want you to get sick on those two days. So the Lord's like, I've got everything is perfect, but I got to do it in perfect timing. OK, so I'm going to show you guys something. So, you know, like get out your high school diplomas because we got, we got to talk about something that is uh, take, takes a little understanding. OK, now. We all know that Israel got married 50 days after they left Egypt, right? And so 50 days after they left Egypt, on the 6th of Sivan, God came down on Mount Sinai and he marries Israel. He marries the, the, the Jewish people. And they, and they agreed to keep the covenant, right? So that was on 50 days after they, they left Egypt. When it came time for the church to be born, 50 days after Passover, after Jesus the Lamb dies, 50 days later, Pentecost, and the church gets engaged to God, right? So now we're looking for a, the scripture that tells us that our, we're going to have a marriage and it's going to be kind of like in, in, at that time. And God says, and the next harvest is going to be a wheat harvest which is a Pentecost harvest, right? So all of these things are lining up. So as a body of Christ, we should be going, it's Pentecost. The wheat harvest, this is the wheat harvest time, is, is, is the counting of the omer, the wheat harvest, the wedding happens on this time, and so everybody should be ready for the rapture, right? Now, it comes and it goes, but the Lord says now, if the if the rapture had happened on that time, t let me know this. Jesus says it will be as it was in the days of Noah. OK, what happened in the days of Noah? When did the flood start? The 17th of Hezvan, which is like October sometime. So I can't have a rapture in the in the spring and have a rapture in the fall. You understand? Because 
Because Jesus says it will be as it was in the days of Noah. So to me, maybe it shouldn't be at Pentecost. Maybe it should be like the same day the flood started. Because the day the flood started, eight people went up and Jesus, make, I mean, seven churches and Jesus, making it eight in the ark, which is Jesus, and it saves us from a flood that's coming down to start trouble and destroy the world. So the typology for the, for, for, for the church leaving is really during the month of Hezron. You see what I'm saying? So now God wants me to know, so which one do you think I should keep? Because this is the wheat harvest and we can't have a wheat harvest in October. Or do you think I should rapture you in October and it not be the wheat harvest here? Because I can't fulfill this and fulfill that at the same time. So which one should it be? Which one do you think it's? You can't. Now, what if I told you the Lord said this? Now, what if I told you there's seven more perfect examples of the rapture in Scripture that meet all the criteria for the rapture? And they and they're 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 focused on every part of the year. He says there's a rapture that's supposed to happen in the spring. And that's before Pentecost, because there's a rapture scenario in the book of Joshua. Then he says there's a rapture that happens in the summer. OK, and then there's the rapture that happens in the fall because they're saying Rosh Hashanah. And tabernacles, then there's one in the winter, which is is Eleazar being called out of the world and bringing the church with him. So it's like, I've got seven different rapture scenarios in the Bible. Which one do you think I should keep? Huh? Do you see the problem we have? So the Lord is like, there's the, the, all the concepts of the rapture is to tell you, this is a serious plan of mine. Every thing in the Bible is telling you about this one very important thing that's going to happen and that there is going to be a wedding. Nobody knows the day or the hour except for the father who plans the wedding, which, which seems to be the, the Jewish culture, right? So the father has to say, okay, I think it's right. If you do it, if it's as it was in the days of Noah, it won't be till October. But if you do it now in the summer, then that'll complete the weed harvest, but it won't be as it was in the days of Noah. Or will it be? Okay. So this is what the Lord, this, okay, and I forgot that God gave, gave me this. Let me pull this up so that I can uh, look at this, because this is, okay. So the Lord says, look, do not say the rapture's in Rosh Hashanah. He said, don't say that because he says, but when the rapture happens, like Rosh Hashanah, there will be trumpets. OK, do not say it Passover, but when the rapture happens, you will pass over from here to there. So there will be a Passover. <laughs> he said, do not say Pentecost, but the church, which is the wheat harvest, will be raptured. Um, at that time. So there, the weed, when, once we're raptured, 
we're the wheat harvest no matter when we get there. You understand? You're still the wheat harvest. Okay, so he says, do not say tabernacles, but we will tabernacle with Jesus when the rapture happens. Do not say Hanukkah. But Eleazar, Lazarus, the, 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 the Holy Spirit will be called out of the earth and he will bring the church with him. But don't say it's Hanukkah. But there's, there's scriptures that says Hanukkah. Do not say it's going to be a Purim, but there will be a glorious feast, just like in the book of Esther. You understand? So God's saying all of these are rapture concepts and typologies I've given you because this moment and this time is so important to God. This wedding is very important to God. So he says, you can say spring and you can go to the book of Song of Songs and it will tell you the rapture is happening in the spring. You can say summer and go to the book of Micah and it'll tell you the rapture happens in Micah, in the book of Micah. You can say in the fall and go to Corinthians chapter 15 and it'll say the last trump. You can go to Esther and it will tell you the raptures in the winter because it will say Tibet or it will say, you know, that time. So if there's a rapture scenario for every portion of the year, which time is the right time for God to do it to make it perfect for you? Understand? Like I have it. I, it's, it, it runs through the scripture. It runs through the year. So that means I can do it at any time I want, but all of these typologies are gonna be fulfilled. You understand? Okay, so this is my excitement about the scriptures and about the rapture. The first thing the, the Lord wants me to show you is the book of Micah. So go to Micah chapter seven, okay? Because we've already missed Passover and we've already missed Pentecost, but we'll go over that. So here it says in Micah chapter seven, it says, what misery is mine? This is the Lord speaking. I am like one who gathers summer fruit at the gleaning of the vineyard. There is no cluster of grapes to eat. None of the early figs that I crave. The godly have disappeared from among the land, the righteous the godly have avad, the Hebrew word, avad from the earth. Now, someone say, well, maybe it means they just moved or they did. So, it, what makes you think this is a rapture? First of all, it uses the word avad, which means to vanish like smoke. It's there and then you don't see it, right? So it says the righteous have avad. When? They avad, it says, it was like the gathering of summer fruit, okay? So this is in the summer when the early fruit is, is, is starting to bloom. And it says the righteous have, have disappeared, okay? The godly have been swept away from the land. No, it says not one upright man remains. So in the world, not one righteous person is left. You see that? So when the rapture happens, God considers, I got all the righteous people out. 
Anybody who's still there, you got some work to do. You were not righteous, that's why you didn't go. But I was an usher. You had no relationship with me. You understand? I find out things today about people I, that I thought was really nice people doing really mean things to people. And I'm like, man, that really bothers me that somebody's like that. And that I went to their baptism. And, you know, I'm like, that's really weird, you know? I would never think that people were like that. But know and understand going to church and being a Christian are two different things. But when the righteous avad, and it says here, at the early blooming of the, of the, of the fruit in the summer, when the, all the righteous disappear, there'll be no, not one righteous person left in the world. Watch this, okay? It says, um, the godly have avad from the, from the land, not one upright per, uh, man remains. All men lie in wait to shed blood. Each hunts his neighbor with a net. Both are skilled in doing evil. The rulers demand a gift. Judges accept the bribe. The powerful dictate what they desire. They all conspire together. The best of them are like a briar and the most upright worse than a thorn hedge. The thorn hedge and the briars are symbols of Satan. So it says the, the best of all men are like Satan. You understand? But look what just happened after the righteous disappeared. Seems like tribulation happened. Huh? Right after the righteous disappeared, it seems like, wow, tribulation just happened. Wait a minute. Let's continue. It says the day of their watchmen has come. Who's the watchman? We should all be watchmen because we're watching and praying. The day of the watchman has come. The day God visit is uh, uh, visit you. Now is the time of their confusion. Do not trust your neighbor. Put no confidence in a friend, even with her who lies in your in your embrace. Be careful of your words. <laughs> Don't that remind you of 2020? Here, people will turn you in. Did you know that? People will turn you in. Walking around with no mask on. It says, it says, for a son dishonors his father, a daughter rises up against his, her mother, a daughter-in-law against her, her, her mother-in-law. A man's enemy are the members of his own household. But as for you, I watch and hope for you, Lord. So Israel begins to talk. I wait for my God, my savior um, will hear me. Now listen, <clears throat> what I just read was a disappearance of all righteous people. What happened after that? Complete wickedness. That's what God is trying to warn the world of, okay? It's not to say, okay, let's argue rather the, rather the rapture's in the mid-trip, the post-trip, there's truths that keep you from having those arguments. You never have to argue with anybody about a truth, okay? You never have to argue with anybody about a truth. Like it's someone trying to argue with Daphne. Is that your real mother? She says, yes, it is. I don't think she is. Well, she is. <laughs> yeah. You want some pictures with, with, with my dad standing next to her about the fate as I'm coming out? What do you want, you know? <laughs> Because that's what I was about to fake, right? So you can't argue with truth. Truth is just like, well, 
you just, those are people you just go, well, thank you very much, goodbye, you know? You don't argue truth. There are truths in the Bible concerning the rapture that should keep all of us solid. Someone sent me a video today. The first seal was released in 2000, 2017. I was like, God, how do you not react negatively? But Drea taught me something. She said, you know you don't have to answer everything that people put up. I went, thank you, babe. Look, you could pass some things up. Now, watch this. That's a, that would be a summer rapture. That would be after Pentecost, moving towards summer. It begins to talk about um, when we get to other portions about pomegranates and all this, and my neighbor's yard just started putting up pomegranates again. So I'm like, this is that summertime that Micah is talking about. This is that time that God's saying, this is a rapture scenario. Now this is the Lord told me. He said, I, could, I can do it on either one of those. I could fulfill any one of those typologies I want to because they're all truth. And when I do, they're all going to be true. You understand? Amen. All right. <clears throat> so, um, let's continue. I don't even know why I have these notes here. I have nothing on that. It's all on my phone, Pastor Ben, <laughs> because I can't get on track on t Wednesday. But I'm going to do it. Okay. So, um, I'm going to, since we just talked about summer, okay, um, I'm going to ask you to go to Song of Songs in chapter 6 of the Song of Songs, okay? Ooh, Song of Songs is right before <coughs> Isaiah. There's Isaiah, Song of Songs, right there. Okay, now, chapter 6, okay, and we're talking about, we're going to talk about um, uh, uh, verse uh, 10 and, and going f further down, okay? It says, who is this? <clears throat> this is so remarkable. We could spend like a whole two hours just on this. Who is this that appears like the dawn? Okay, this is in, in Song of Songs, you have, it's almost like a conversation, okay? So the friends say, who is this that appears like the dawn? And the friend that is speaking is Israel. Who is this that appears like the dawn? Fair as the moon, bright as the sun, majestic as the stars in possession. The church. I went down to the grove, to the nut trees, to look at the new growth in the valley to see if the vineyard had budded or the pomegranates were in bloom. Before I realized it, my, my desire, which is a, a title for Jesus, set me among royal chariots of my people. Israel speaks, come back, come back, Shulamite. Come back um, uh, that we may gaze upon you. Jesus, why would you gaze on the Shulamite as the as you dance uh, in the dance of Michanim. So if you don't understand 
what I just read, the bride is walking out at the time of the early summer when the pomegranates are just blooming. And she says, as I just casually go in, did she know something was about to happen? No. She said, as I'm walking down here just to look at the fruit, the new growth, it says, the desire of the nations, which is Jesus. Okay, there's a star constellation called the desire of the nations, which is the, the, uh, the symbol of Jesus. She says, the desire of the nation swept me off my feet and put me in royal chariots of my people, and I was taken away. Then it says, now the word chariot, since we all are, are Hebrew students, is 222, two, two, right? So we know that something's going on here, right? So she goes away and immediately goes away. They start asking the Shulamite, why are you leaving? Now, do you remember another story in the Bible concerning a Shulamite? That's David. Guess what David did? He was old. He was getting he was getting old. He needed someone to keep him warm. They went around the whole area to look for someone that can lie with the with with the with the king to keep him warm at night. And so they they didn't find a Jewish girl. Isn't that strange? They found a Shulamite. And she was from Shemim, the same as this woman. And she came into the palace and she kept the king warm. She said there was nothing that went on, but she just was there to take care of the king and to keep him comforted. As soon as she went into the palace, some guy calling himself Adonijah, which means the Lord, the king, said, you know what? I know God said that Solomon, David said Solomon was going to be king, but I'm going to make myself king. So like the Antichrist, soon as the woman comes into the kingdom, what happens? The Antichrist comes forth and says, I'm going to make myself king. Then he found two other people to help him, a priest and a military guy. <laughs> the Catholic Church and the, and the military might. Okay. So God is like, see how I'm just telling you the same story? Look, when this happens, it's in the it's in the early summer. My hope now is early summer. You know why? Because God says, I got them all through the scriptures. You've got to be looking year round to see when I decide to do it. But you have some things that are in your benefit right now. Yeah. It's, you're after the 22nd letter, which means I'm only tarrying. We're not working through a process. We're not waiting for Israel to be rebirthed. Right. We're not waiting for the 6,000th year and somebody to proclaim that that Israel belongs to the Jew, Jerusalem belongs to the Jews. We're not waiting for the 120th year to, for the world to be under a flood so that people can be warned about what's coming. We're not waiting for that. We're after the 22nd year, which means God is like, I'm only tarrying, but I've got all these opportunities to come. My people should be very excited, yeah. very excited because they're about to implement digital currency in 90, 93% of all the nations in the world will be under digital currency in July. I'm like, isn't that next month? Okay, so that's another thing. Now, I would, 
here we go. We're not going to talk about Corinthians because that's an end time. First Corinthians 15, uh, 52 is a Rosh Hashanah trap, trumpet. That happens at the end of the tribulation. The Esther um, uh, uh, rapture is something that we have to look at, though. Okay, so let's go to the book of Esther. Esther chapter 2, verse 16. <laughs> and it says here, um, she was taken to King Xerxes in the royal uh, residence in the 10th month, uh, in the month of Tibet. In the, in the seventh year of his reign, okay? So in the seventh year of his reign, in the 10th month, okay? On the 10th day, Esther is taken into the king, okay? Now, it says here, now the king was attracted to Esther more than, uh, than to any of the other women, and, and she won his favor and approval more than any of the virgins. So he set a royal crown on her head. Is she queen? and made her queen instead of Vesti. And the king gave a great banquet, Esther's banquet for all the nobles and officials. He proclaimed to the, uh, uh, a holy day throughout uh, the province uh, and distributed gifts with royal liberality. So here's Esther becoming queen when? In the month of Tibet. And she is not the original bride of the king. Just like Israel is the original bride of God. She's the other God. She's the other queen that he said, since this one was disobedient, I'm going to get another bride. So now, but the, the, the wedding happens or the, her becoming queen happens in the 10th month. That's in the winter. That's after December. Do you understand that? But he says this, this, but it's like I could if I want to. If I do, you're not God, I am, right? So God can do what he wants to. He is sovereign, right? Okay, let's go to, let's go to uh, Esther chapter, chapter 5, verse 1. Esther 5, 1? Yeah, Esther chapter 5, verse 1. It says, on the third day, Esther put on her royal robe and stood in the inner court of the palace in front of the of the king's hall. The king was sitting in the royal throne in the hall facing the entrance when he saw Queen Esther standing in the court. He was pleased with her and held out the golden scepter that was in his hand. So Esther approached and touched the tip of the scepter. But this was on the third day that she put on a royal. But it was on the third day. Now, I want you to know third day is a truth. It cannot be tampered with. The wedding will be in the third day. Okay. That, that is just a truth that can't be. The third day and the sixth day are one and the same. And you have to, because it's sixth day from the creation, because you got 6,000 years, Jesus came in the fourth, but it's two days after Jesus, and then on the third day, now we're on the third day after Jesus, sixth day since creation, you understand? But there's a wedding that's planned on those days, okay? 
And so on the third day, there begins this talk about a wedding. Now I need to, to, to tell you some things that are truth, okay? Because we can, we, we can go through more typologies in a minute, but I want you to know these are the truth. Seven-year tribulation. Is that something we, can, we need to argue with people about? No. There will be seven years of tribulation. We don't have to argue with anybody about that. They can say, oh, I think it's going to be three and a half years. Then the whole, then, then the whole Bible is wrong and you're right. Because the whole Bible talks about seven years of tribulation, seven years of celebration, seven years of, 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 of the church being gone. The whole Bible <coughs> is consistent about this seven year period of time. OK, so that is a truth and nobody can nobody can argue with that. OK, they can try. But if you're a smart Bible student, you can just walk away from them. OK. Um, the church leaves before the tribulation began. Do we need to argue with anybody about that? I don't believe we leave until in the middle of the tribulation. Well, where do you get that from? You'd have to have some scripture to show me that that God keeps us here for three and a half years to see how tough we are, you know? So that's something that is a fact that we don't have to argue about, okay? Rapture tribulation will occur on the third day and the sixth day, okay? Guess what day we're on since creation? We're, on this, we're, we're after the sixth day and we're living on the third day. We're third, third, on the third day after Christ, and we're on the early morning on the sixth day since creation. We're on the sixth day. So the Lord says, how can you be on the third day after the 22nd letter, after the 6,000th year, after Jerusalem has been declared that it belongs to the Jews, after the whole world went underwater in the 120th year, after everything, and here you are, you're on the third day, and you're not excited about what's about to happen, that means you don't know the Bible. That means you don't know and understand how true the Bible is. But I'll let you know how true the Bible is. They're doing what I told them to do. The whole world is right now doing exactly what the Bible said they would do. Are they talking about dividing the land? Yes. Are they, right now, a, well, you know, if the Palestinians, we could get together and come up with something where we could divide the land. And No. There is a story in the scripture that there's these two kings, right? Let me see. No, there's a king, and I think it's Solomon just became king. But there's these two women that come in, and they're arguing over the same baby. Okay? Because she's saying, this baby he's mine. He says, no, the dead baby is yours. And she's like, no, the dead baby is yours and the live baby is mine. So they bring the argument into the king and you got two women, neither one of them are righteous, but they're both arguing over who this baby belongs to. So the king in his wisdom says, okay, let's cut the baby in half and I'll give half to you and half to the other one. Now, which one is going to say no? The real mother. That was wisdom of Solomon. Understand? But what is that story about? In the end time, the true king, because what is Solomon? He's the prince of peace. 
That's what Solomon means, peace, right? But he's not the king yet, he's the prince. He's the prince of peace. He comes and he decides who the land, who the baby belongs to. So who does Jerusalem belong to? This one or that one? And you're both arguing over the same thing. But the prince of peace is going to come and make the decision. So God is like, I'm just telling you what's going on. I'm giving you typologies so you'll know and understand who told you the story, who wrote it, and how I put it together. You understand? And so night, right now today, they're arguing over who the land belongs to. No need to argue. We already know God has already made the decision that Jerusalem belongs to the Jews. And when he comes, he's going to set up time, okay? So um, we never have to argue about that, okay? Um, we are in the last generation. Are we in the last generation? Yes. How do we know we're in the last generation? The Bible, generation? the Bible says that the fig tree, the rebirth of the fig tree, will let you know when the last generation begins. So let's go to Psalms 48 because Psalms 48 is going to tell us. And it doesn't say this for any other psalm. And then, ooh, I, I get so mad. You know, I got these Jewish guys that I'm listening to, and they get mad, too. They go, they mess up the, the English interpretation sometimes. But, you know, the rabbis are trying to mess it up worse. But English messes up the, the interpretation sometimes. But um, if they, if they would, would put the words, what was written in Hebrew, it would make more sense. Okay, now watch this. Psalms 48 talks about the rebirth of the nation of Israel. It talks about the, the Arab nations that came against them and how God fought the war for them and they ran in terror. Then they begin to praise God and glorify and they begin to say this. It says, go around. It says, uh, uh, like your name, O God, uh, in verse 10, uh, your praise reaches the end of the earth. Because what? Israel is back. The whole world was saying that. Did you know that? Christians were saying, Bible is true. <laughs> the lady at the, at the synagogue told me that. She said, Christians were like so excited for us when we, they couldn't believe the Bible came true. Like we were in Holocaust and we were like every year, next year we're going to be in Jerusalem. Next year, that was the, the hope and the cry for the reestablishment re of the nation of Israel. But the Christians were, the fact that look what's happening to them. Well, Israel will never be a nation again. But then it happened and Christians were going, oh, my goodness. Israel is a nation again. They couldn't. They're like the Bible. What is the who, who's who who's doing this? Who's the, who's is this somebody out there? It's like, hey, the Bible said we have to do it. So we have to give Israel the land back. You know, so after a while, you have to go. Either God is God and he's orchestrating time or else he has somebody that's up there, that's up here, that's going, uh, we have to do everything God, the way God said. Okay, so here in the scripture, it says, uh, your right hand is filled with righteousness. Mount Zion rejoices. The villages of Judah are glad because of your judgment. What's the judgment? You get the land. Walk around Zion. Go around and count her towers. Consider well her rampart. View her citadels. 
the final generation, the terminal generation, okay? So it says, when you see Israel rebirth, Psalms tells us, once you see this happen, go tell it to the last generation. That means it started in 1948. Well, I don't believe it started in 1948 because they weren't really a government until 1949. And then in 1950, then they didn't get Jerusalem back until 67. So I think the last generation started in 67. It's like, what are you arguing against? Truth? The Bible just told you. That when Israel is rebirthed, go and tell it to the Lador Ha'akaron. Tell it to the last generation. Okay? Is Israel really the fig tree? Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 24. Well, how's, well, Israel might not be the fig tree. Maybe that was just a... It's, it's amazing the things that people believe because they don't know the Bible. And I, I just wish, I wish I could teach them all. Just like, just teach them the word. So then you don't have, you know what God's doing, you know what you're a part of, you can be excited, you don't have to worry, okay? Now, in this chapter in Jeremiah, in the book of Jeremiah, um, he begins to talk about this. And let's read. Let's begin reading in uh, verse three. It says, then the Lord asked me, what do you see, Jeremiah? Figs, I answer. He said, the good ones are very good, but the poor ones are so bad they cannot be eaten. Then the word of the Lord came to me. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Like these good figs, I regard um, as good the exiles from Judah. So he's referring to the figs as what? Israel, <clears throat> whom I sent away from this place to the land of Babylon. My eyes will watch over them for their good. I will bring them back to this land. I will build them up and not tear them down. I will plant them and not uproot them. I will give them a heart to know me that I'm that I am uh, that I am the Lord and they will be my people and I will be their God for they will return to me with all their heart who Israel the figs but like the poor figs which are so bad they cannot be eaten says the Lord uh, so I will deal with Zedekiah king of Judah his official and the survival and the survivors from Jerusalem so he's dealing with Judah and Jerusalem separately. And how did Israel come back? They got Israel back first, and then 19 years later, what they get back? Jerusalem. Okay? So he's telling you who the fig tree is. I'm going to bring them back into the land. They're the figs. I consider them the figs. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, look, here. The fig trees are back in the land. Oh, here Jesus walks in and goes, one more thing I need to talk to you about as it was in the days of Noah, and then he starts saying, oh, when the fig tree, right? Jesus brings up the fig tree. What made Jesus just out of the blue say, like the fig tree? What, what made Jesus just go there in this scripture and just say, did he read Jeremiah? I gotta stick with the scriptures, right? Did he read Jeremiah? Did he say, oh, well, let's see uh, uh, what Jeremiah had to say. Here it says, 
in uh, verse 32. It says, uh, Jesus says, now learn the lesson from the fig tree. <laughs> as soon as you see its twigs get tender <clears throat> and, its, and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Okay? Um, even so, when you see all these things, you know that it is near right at the door. I tell you the truth, this generation will not pass until when? To all these things be fulfilled. Now, let me tell you something. Chetz, Chetz, summer, Chetz, and Chetz, end is the same word in Hebrew. So Jesus might have said, <clears throat> when you see the fig tree, know that Chetz is near. He, he might have been saying the end is near. You understand? Because both words are the same in <clears throat> the both words are the same in, 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 in Hebrew. You pronounce it the same. So know and understand that God already said it would be the fig tree. God said, now God is speaking here and he says, when you see the fig tree rebirth, know that this the end is near, right? The end is near. So we saw Israel. So nobody can argue with, are we in the last generation? Yes, we are. Are we going to be here for tribulation? No, we're not. How do you know? The Bible says so. Okay, there are some truths in there that we don't have to argue about. Now, and then what God did on top of the truths was give us layers and layers of typologies so that we'll know and understand what's going on, okay? Did you give me that 10 minute thing yet? How, many, how long ago? Two minutes ago? Okay, good. <clears throat> All right. We got to look at this. <coughs> All right. Um. <coughs> Who's going to rescue Israel? Jesus. Okay. That's, that's the, another truth. You can, you, it's like, well, I'm really worried about Israel. Psst, don't you worry about Israel. They got a really tough friend. Don't you worry about them. They're, he's going to take real good care of them. Don't you worry about them. Okay. Um, here's some of the typologies. Dividing the water. Oh, my goodness. Dividing the waters. And isn't there some great things that God showed us over the years? God says in, in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 6, when he divided the water and took half the water above the earth and left half the water below the earth, he was showing you an example of what's going to happen with the rapture because the water represents people, nations, and tongues. He's going to have to take half the people above and half of he's going to leave below. And guess what? The whole world will not see water again until judgment comes. So when he takes us, guess what? They won't see Jesus again and us again until when? Till he comes back with wrath and judgment. You understand? So the whole, all of the typologies are in the Bible telling us from the very beginning what God is doing. I'm so excited because God has made this very clear. And it took him quite a few years since 2004, right, Pastor Ben? Amen. To, to just upload all of this information so that we're not dealing with foolishness and we're dealing with facts that are in the scriptures, okay? Then we have, look at this example, Adam and Eve, okay? Adam dying, getting pierced in his side and dying, right? Okay, Adam getting pierced in his side and dying, got, and, and, or, 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 or being put to sleep 
asleep by God, <clears throat> pierced in his side. God takes what's in his side and goes and makes him a bride. Then God, then Jesus comes and gets pierced in the side. They didn't have to pierce him in the side while he's on a cross. Who made them do that? Somebody knew that back then, 4,000 years ago, there was the first Adam and they had to pierce him in the side <clears throat> to get his bride out of him. So they pierced Jesus in the side to get blood and water. The blood and the water produces believers in Christ Jesus yeah. <clears throat> who become the bride of Christ. And then who's doing this? <clears throat> it's so amazing. That's why you guys cannot be excited. I'm so excited. Every time somebody sends me the, new, the, the latest news about what the Antichrist is doing, did you hear what they're doing with AI? I went, no, but it's beautiful. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Um, Isaac, Rebecca, Eleazar. Do we know about Eleazar? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Eleazar, God, Abraham says, hey, I need you to go to somewhere and, and bring a bride back for my son. Okay, I need you to go bring a bride back with my son. This is stuff that God is giving us. For the son that he's getting a bride for just went to a mountain area, which is the real Calvary. He goes to a, a, a mountain, a hill area, and his father is going to sacrifice him. <clears throat> it takes him three days to get to the mountain. Isaac is carrying the wood. So what made them say, hey, you know, Jesus, I know we beat you up and everything, but you got to carry your own wood. Who did who made them do that? This is part of the story. OK, so Jesus is carrying his own wood. They get to the hill. OK, he dies on the hill. But guess what? On the third day, God gets his son back. Guess what? Abraham on the third day. God said, don't do it. He gets his son back. Story's not over. Abraham goes back home. He says, hey, Eliezer, I need you. I need to talk to you. My son needs a bride. I need you to go and get a bride from him and, 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 and bring her back here. Well, if she doesn't want to come, can I bring the son there? No, you are here. He finds a bride. He puts her on the camel. He lifts her from the earth, puts her on the camel, takes her back. She meets Eleazar, he's gone down south because he has to come down to the cloud and he meets the bride. So God's like, see, I'm telling you the same story. I'm giving you typologies. You can never change truth, okay? You can never change truth. Look, Joseph becomes king of the whole world. Soon as he becomes king of the whole world, guess what? The leader who was the, the, the head, the pharaoh of Egypt, gives him a Gentile bride. And for the next seven years, the world goes through famine. Joseph and his bride are living in the palace while the world is going through seven years of famine. I think that's the first tribulation thing God's telling you. You understand? So everything in the Bible is telling you what, what's about to happen with us. You're about to leave. You don't, have to, you don't have to argue with anybody. You don't have to go on YouTube and find other stupid things to listen to. You can just say, you know what? God has this wonderful, beautiful plan. It, we're right at the door of it. 
Let's just enjoy it. Let's get as many people saved as we can. Let's enjoy our loved ones while we're here, you know. And then when God takes us, and there won't be a righteous person left on the earth. That's what the scripture said. There'll be no one here that can say, but I was a pastor. <laughs> You're a very bad pastor. <laughs> so be excited about what God's doing. This, is, this has been 6,000 years of history, perfectly designed and perfectly prophesied and perfectly coming true. Let's have a chip, but let's make it 666. Why would you do that? That's in the Bible. We have to. <laughs> it was crazy, huh? It's crazy. Okay, so tomorrow, this, this study is a lot longer than I, than, I, than I could do tonight. I knew that. But we'll have the notes, and then you guys will have the notes, everybody out there, wherever you're at, Germany. or I love Germany. always joins us. Isn't that something? Um, and, uh, and we'll go over the rest of this Bible study tomorrow because we need to know how, where we're at where they're at, what all the things that are lined up for us to watch as they happen. Because if Israel attacks Iran, <laughs> guess who Iran is, 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 a, is an ally with? Russia. Okay, guess who Russia is an ally with? China. Some stuff going on there. And I'm not gonna be using no digital chip. I guess they're going to first give it to you on a card. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I don't know, but they said July was getting a cracking. This, is, this, is, this world is moving fast, but when we move, if we, we're moving out faster. Praise God. All right. See you guys in the morning, Lee Triolta. In the morning. Uh, Greg's going to pray me out. Look, he's coming up here with a script. He's going to do a message. Why are you doing that? <laughs> You better be glad I like you, man. Appreciate it. Go ahead. <laughs> Look, um, everything the pastor shared, shared tonight was um, perfect. One of the things that I heard God saying um, is, very, is very important. It's in Matthews 24, 36 through 44, and it's eight verses, which means a new beginning, but the eighth verse between that time says, therefore, you also be ready yes. for the son, for the son of man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So with all of the word that pastor has gave that God gave him, we know everything to be true, but listen to the word he's saying, be ready. You don't know the hour. Yeah. It's, it's like musical chairs. Yeah. It's going to stop, and you don't know when it's going to stop. Yeah. Father God, we thank you thank for you. the love of God Good that word. has passed our understanding, Lord. But most of all, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. Lord, without your Holy Spirit, we wouldn't be able to have an understanding. So we thank you for that, Lord Jesus. This is just not words that are just made up, but this is the word of God that has lived and became flesh and, and dwelt amongst us, Lord. So help us to be ready, Lord Jesus, for we know not the hour. Lord, as you're making it very clear, you say we don't know the hour. Amen. So, Lord, help us to humble ourselves and just be ready. Amen. You're saying 
be ready. Don't worry about the hour. Don't worry about that time. The Father in heaven only knows that time. Be ready. Be ready. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank Amen. God. Amen. 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 Good word, man. Praise God. You know what God showed me? We're on this off. And it is, and we're ready to go. Praise the Lord. Welcome to Rashawn Messianic Bible Club. And um, before I get started, last night I had some great cards, and I was like, I didn't read my cards. This one is from uh, Deb uh, LeBron, and she's in uh, Stewart, Florida. And I remember baptizing um, uh, uh, the niece and nephew. And then I think the mom also got baptized that day too. I, I remember, but I was, it was out at the beach on early in the morning, and I did it over the the the, the uh, phone. Um, and so, yeah, I do remember that baptism. I still have pictures of that baptism. <clears throat> and uh, so, thank you very much for your card. And um, and that is Deb LeBron. And it says, I found you on YouTube in the spring of 2020, and my life has never been the same. Praise God. Keep barking. I'll see you in the clouds. What an awesome card. That is some, seriously. See, that's, that's, the, that's why I don't throw away. Now, who would throw that away after, like, okay, I read it? No. I think that one needs to go up there. <laughs> Put that on the board. Okay. And here is Mickey, who I talked to quite a bit. Um, and she says, oh, I did too, I have. And uh, thank you, Mickey, for this card. Still waiting with you. Lots of love. Tracy Mickey. And she is a lot of fun to talk to. And then the last letter I received um, is from, let's see. Oh, this is from Nancy Rivera. God bless you all at S4C and family. I'm not reading that part. Jesus is my savior. The one I have, um, and I never take it off. Oh, she needs another uh, yeah. Jesus band. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing she wore it out. That's incredible. You know, when we used to go and um, when we used to go feed the homeless, I had one of these on, Pastor Ben. But I was trying to figure, did we know Pastor Brandon back then? I'm like, these? Oh, okay. I was like, wow. I didn't know we knew him that long. I was like, that is a, where'd I get that from? Okay. So that's a very beautiful thing. And that's my cards and letters for today. And I want to thank everybody for joining us. And as everybody's logging on, we're going to kind of talk about last night's uh, Bible study because I really um, wanted everybody to have a copy of this, too. Look at this, because we have a rapture scenario in the Bible in the fall at Rosh Hashanah. We have a, we have a rapture scenario uh, before Passover, and that's in the book of Joshua. <laughs> we have a rapture scenario in Pentecost, 
and that is in the book of Ruth and also in Exodus 19 and Hebrews chapter 12. We have a rapture at uh, Tabernacles, that's in Matthew chapter 17, um, where we have a rapture scenario at Hanukkah, and that's, uh, I mean, at, Hez at Hezron 17, and that's the day the flood began. So if, we, if it's going to be as it was in the days of Noah, that would be a Hezron 17 rapture. We have a rapture at the time of Hanukkah, because... Um, uh, uh, Jesus, on the fourth day of Hanukkah, called Eleazar out of a, out of a, a, a uh, dry place. And he also um, um, uh, called him forth uh, and all the typologies and everything that are in there. And numerical values are saying that he's calling forth the church. He's bringing the bride forth. He's calling it out of a dead place. And the figs aren't ready at the time where he calls them. And so that whole Hanukkah thing is a rapture scenario. And so we have a rapture at Purim because of Esther and the, um, on the 14th of Adar and a rapture scenario in, in Esther in 5-1 because of when he was, she was, he was made, uh, uh, on the third day she came and presented herself in a royal robe. So we have a, pretty much all, every time of the season. We even have one after Hanukkah, which is, uh, I guess, around January, because that would be the 10th of Tebet. And then, uh, so we have a spring rapture, and then you can read that in Song of Songs. We have a summer rapture, that's in Micah, or you could even say a summer rapture could be the 9th of Av, because, uh, um, uh, Israel has lost uh, every time they lose their temple, you know, and the, the only temple right now is in the in the in the earth is the is the church because uh, we are the temple of the living God. And once we leave, guess what? The world loses another temple. So you could even say the ninth of Av. So um, then we have the fall one and then we have another. Uh, um, so um, what the Lord was showing me was that he can't complete. He can't be. Uh, complete all of them at one time at the same day. So all of these, but all of these typologies are, are what's going to be completed when the rapture happens, okay? So this is why we have so many scenarios about the rapture in the Bible. And the reason why there's so many is because it's a very significant event in Scripture. Matthew chapter 22 begins by telling us uh, the parable that the whole thing is about a king who was giving a banquet uh, uh, for his son and inviting, you know, all of these people to come. And the whole thing about uh, uh, Matthew 22 is about this wedding that's been um, des designed and, and, and prepared for, this, for the son and how the Holy Spirit is here bringing back the bride for that wedding. So everything is about the rapture in the Bible. So if your church is not teaching the rapture, um, maybe the pastor feels like he doesn't want the controversy, but he needs to learn about the rapture because you have to get your people prepared and ready to go because we are living in the last days. Okay, the other thing was um, God wanted to give me was uh, that, that the rapture is a truth, okay? There's no getting around that one day 
there'll be a, a rapture that people will be walking. They'll be caught up uh, to meet with the Lord in the air. And that is a truth. Yes. That is what's going to happen. God wrote it. One day we will be walking around. The trumpet will blow. The dead in Christ will rise first, get their resurrected body. And those who are still walking will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And that gathering or that gathering of the saints will be the beginning of our eternity. So um, the rapture is a truth. It's not something to be argued, whether there is one or not. Anybody telling you that there's not a rapture like some pastors do, um, then I would suspect that they were either Freemasons or part of some uh, witch's covet. Okay. Um, the seven years of tribulation is so solid. It's just, it doesn't, someone said, you know, if the rapture doesn't happen, will you then begin to believe that? <laughs> Remember they asked that question? Will you then begin to believe that maybe it's a mid-trib? It, that would be like, if, if you believe, if the rain doesn't get on you, will you be, then begin to believe that, is, that, that, water's not, that, that water's not wet? You, you know, truth doesn't change, you know? So the seven years of tribulation is a truth. It's not a, a you know, something that you can play with and, and maneuver, okay? There will be seven years of tribulation. There will be, um, uh, Israel will get their 70th week uh, because they're owed seven years. And that 70th year, uh, or that seven years belongs to Israel during the tribulation. The church can't be here because um, it is not biblically uh, truth, okay? The church leaves before the tribulation. That's biblical truth, okay? The Antichrist can't even come. He can't even appear until the church leaves, okay? There can be no seals open until the church leaves, okay? Because the person that opens the seal is the, I mean, uh, the, the beginning of the, the seals being opened is the releasing of the Antichrist. So um, there will be, um, uh, so, uh, uh, the church will leave before tribulation. We'll probably look at some of that today. And you have scriptures. See, what I did with this Bible study, I gave you scriptures so that you can see what is truth and what is a lie, okay? Um, now, rapture tribulation will occur on the third day and the sixth day. That's, uh, it's not complicated to understand. We're on the sixth day, we're past the sixth day because uh, Matthew chapter 17 says that Christ appears with raptured and resurrected after the sixth day. So it would have to be after 2017. We're also after the third day because after Christ, it would be after 2017. So we're after the third day. The, the, the rapture uh, and uh, tribulation occurs on the third day. The rescue of Israel occurs on the third day or after the sixth day. These are both the same days they occur after 2017, which is the 6,000th year. Okay, and we are in the last generation. And we read that last night, Psalms 48 tells you, when you see Israel rebirth, there you are, you're in the last generation. Jeremiah 24 lets you know, it is talking about the fig tree, okay? And Jesus didn't just say fig tree because he came up with a good analogy. He's, he's talking prophecy because it's been from the beginning. 
Israel has always been considered the fig tree. The whole thing with Adam and Eve themselves with fig leaves had significance to prophecy. Okay, because Israel, even to this day, is trying to cover their own sins. You understand? And so uh, that has uh, now. Um, Jesus, and then the last thing, of course, is who's coming? Is Israel going to be rescued? I mean, should we feel sorry for Israel? Because Israel is, I mean, the, 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 all of the shootings that's going on, all the terrorism that's going on in Israel right now is absolutely horrible, but it's, be, it's going on to convince the Jewish people to divide the land, okay? If there's so much violence, and if, if we just divide the land and give them a portion, of Jerusalem and we give them part of this thing then they'll give us peace and then but they should learn a lesson because they gave them Gaza under that same notion if we give them Gaza then they'll have their own land and then they, they won't bother us anymore they can you know have their own government but that didn't work at all so all they did was use Gaza as a platform to shoot off missiles right mm -hmm. So that's not going to work. But Jesus is coming back and he is going to rescue Israel and all of Israel will be saved. And God has already spoken concerning his plans for the nation of Israel and the people of God that he has chosen uh, for this for this uh, uh, um, rescue mission. OK, because Israel also provided us with a Messiah. And I thank Israel, the nation of Israel for that. And um and for all that the Jews go through. But, you know, in uh, Isaiah 40, I believe it says, God says, thank you for your hard service. Yeah. He says, but your hard service is over. Now I'm going to give you back double for everything that you've gone through. Okay. But he says, they, he, he thanks them for their service. You understand? This is, I chose you to do this. And now that it's over, thank you for your service. Now it's over. I'm going to give you double for, for everything. Um, I'm so glad that God is in control of life because you can kill a body, but you can't you can't kill life because God owns it. Right. Imagine imagine the hitting the winning shot and you own all the referees. They go, don't count. <laughs> Travel. <laughs> you know, and uh, so when you have the power of the end and how everything is going to turn out, you say, well, I control life, so it doesn't really matter. You know, um, uh, many times, uh, well, one particular time when the whole family was, was house burnt down, God told me to rejoice with them and tell them that they're all out and they're safe and they're alive. So why are you here crying over your house? And so I'm not going to cry over death when I know life yeah. still exists, you know. So that, that is we're going to get into some more truths and concepts about the rapture and things that have happened recently and why we believe we're in the last days, okay? Because a lot of people don't believe we're in the last days and this is the last generation. And the reason why we're so strong in understanding that the rapture is soon is because we're only about seven years away from the last generation ending. 2029 is the end of the 80 years. So we're trying to say, OK, well, where's this 70 years? Where's this seven years going to take place? 
But because we know the end of this generation is 2029, that's the end of the 80th year. So if Jesus said this generation is the last generation and Psalm says this generation is the last generation, we're at the edge of like when this thing starts and God has given us plenty of warnings and plenty of things happening to let us know I'm still involved. Look at what I did here. Look at what I'm doing here. Here's a warning so you'll know that God is still involved. So um, we'll get into it. I don't know who's with us today, but we will get into this today. Um, I'm going to pray in and uh, we'll get started. I think we got some people with us, Pastor Ben. Okay. Let's bow our heads. Avanu Shabbat Shabbat Yi Kadeshim Ha Tavon Melchuteke Yi Aserot Sanacha Be Aret Ke Ashirne Asabe Shamaim Tenlanu Hayom Lechem Hukenu Usilak Lanu Et Ashmetenu Ke Ashir Solechem Naknu Le Ashir Ashmilanu Vi Al Tevienu Lede Masa Ke Im Hadzilanu Min Hara Kilaka Hamomlaka Veha Givra Vehativ Eret Leolame Amen. Be Hashem Yeshua Hamashiach Anaknu Mit Belalim and Bonalech. Let's get started. Ane Ochev Hakol Israel and Ane Ochev Melech Melachim, the King of Kings Yeshua. Let's get going, Pastor Ben. Who's with us today? Amen. So Shalom from uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Zoe and Sensational from Pasadena, California. Hey, my friends. Shalom from Ohio. Shalom. Hey, oh, that's okay. That don't don't just say Ohio like Pasadena. That's that's your homies. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pause right there. Shalom. Pause, 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 pause. pause. You said Ohio. Where, where are you from in Ohio? Toledo. Toledo. Okay. Yeah. Used to be the steel mill. When you get a Florida person, I go, oh, yeah. My hometown, all right. Amen. Shalom from Dublin, Ireland. All right, Dublin. Shalom from Central Valley at Valley Center. Yes. Amen. Uh, No, no, I'm sorry. Shalom from Central Valley, comma. Then Shalom from Valley Center, uh, Kansas. Okay. KS, Kansas? Yeah, KS is Kansas. Love from Cape Town. Uh, shalom from Bridge Creek. Was that Cape Town, South Africa? Cape Town, South Africa. Hallelujah. Uh, shalom from Bridge Creek. Okay. Uh, shalom from Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, Sooners. From work, work. work at DTLA. So is that Dallas or is that DTLA? Louisiana? DTLA. That's the airport initials. So I don't know if that's Dallas. I don't know. Or if that's uh, Louisiana. Yeah, I don't know. They work at the airport. So shalom. So shalom. Uh, don't get caught. Stay, you, you. Shalom. From <laughs> Sue, uh, in East Yorkshire, United Kingdom. Hallelujah. Shalom All the people in England. Jesus Island in in, Laval, in Quebec. In Quebec. Canada. I've been to Laval, Quebec. Amen. Shalom mm. from. Uh, West Hampton, New Jersey. Uh, Jersey, that's where all the smoke and stuff is from the Canadian fires, right? 
Yeah, that's where Paris is. That's where Paris is a new home. He walked outside and said, the sky looks like somebody put a, a yellow cloth up, up there. <laughs> yeah, that's from uh, Yokus and uh, yeah. they're out in Jersey too. Oh yeah, my son's out there in Jersey. So yeah, he's there too, Yokus. Amen. Uh, shalom from North Richland Hill. Hey, did you know that June 8th is Yokus anniversary? I did not. I did not know. Yeah, uh, this is their uh, anniversary for their uh, coming into ministry with S4C. Is that right? Yeah, June 8th. June 8th, Uh tomorrow. No, I think it's today. It is today. Happy anniversary. And their little soldiers. Yeah, you see them out there handing out flyers? Yeah, amen. Shalom from Jesus Island. Richland Hills, Texas. Watching from Texas. Watching from Waldorf, Maryland. Hallelujah. Shalom from Montreal. All right, Maria Alouettes. Let's go this year. If we have a year. Greetings from Stellan. Stellenbach. Amen. And thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate that because I was jacking up. That's Stellenbach in Africa, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. In South Africa. Wow. Amen. That's some awesome people. We have a lot of followers in Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't sound like Stellenbach is like Germany or something. Yeah. Amen. Uh, Shalom from, okay, and then Shalom from uh, S4C. Uh, New Jersey, the OCR. Amen. Okay. Uh, Shalom. And uh, uh, they said it's been one full year. Hallelujah. And it's been a rough ride. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> when you out on the front line in the battle, yeah. It can, yeah. It's a rough, yeah. Amen. Shalom from Gloria uh, in Ogdensburg, New Jersey. Uh, Shalom from Montreal. Oh. Uh, Montrose, Colorado. Oh, yeah, there's Alberto. See you soon. Amen. <coughs> yeah. The DTLA, Zoe said, that's downtown Los Angeles. Zoe, be quiet. <laughs> A DTLA. <laughs> downtown Los Angeles. Speak English, woman. Be <laughs> giving me initials. Yeah, I to break it down and figure out what, what part of the United States is from. It's right here. Yeah. ITLCU. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. Amen. Uh, shalom mm. from Los Angeles, from Michael Blanca. Uh, shalom from uh, uh, Cocoa Beach, Florida. Isn't that like party mm. No, that no, it's not really. It's a, it's a nice area with nice restaurants, but yeah, it's, it's not, not party, party central. central. I think yeah, I think that little that uh, I forget what area, but. Right by the beach. That's where everybody's hanging out and driving their cars. But like Palm Beach. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. No, no, not like Palm Beach. I'll think of it later. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Shalom from uh, North Maryland, Rockford, Ohio. Shalom from Ethiopia. There. Hallelujah, in- Ethiopia. Ethiopia. Uh, Beaumont, California, Bel Air, Ohio. Hallelujah, uh, Ohio. Collinsville, Oklahoma, New Brunswick, Canada. Canada. All right, New Brunswick. Canada. From Clarksville, Tennessee. All right, Hello, Tennessee. 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 Lord, I really been. Hello from uh, Ronanke. I'm sorry, 
Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm sorry if I blew that, North Melissa. Carolina. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Cape Town, South Africa, Oregon mm. City, Oregon. Trinidad and Tobago. Back okay. Shalom, Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, shalom from Chicago, Illinois, Windy City. Let's see. Uh, North North Bridge, Massachusetts. Uh, Missouri in the house. Uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. Hallelujah. Fresno, California. Eagle Point, Oregon. Cooper City, Florida. Uh, Owasso, Oklahoma. Argentina in the house. Shalom, Argentina. Uh, Bishop, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Pakistan, he said last time. Blah, Hallelujah. Blah, blah. Vicky, hey Vicky, Deeps and uh, Jeffersonville, Indiana. Yes. And uh, uh, Tony Tompkins. Amen. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. Okay. Shalom, yeah. <laughs> That's you know what he can't pronounce them. He goes yeah. <laughs> Amen. Did we say shalom from Ethiopia already? Amen. And from H Town, mm -hmm. Houston, right? Yeah. Amen. And I forgot what year, but the Miss Israel was from Ethiopia. Oh, you know, uh, I, I forgot what year that, that was. Yeah, but yeah. That. So, that really uh, awesome. my favorite uh, Ayala in Gandeshi, one of my favorite singers in Israel, is from Ethiopia as well. Um, and uh, what I was going to say as well. Oh, my my church. There's a lot of Ethiopian Jews that are. Uh, a part of the church, the Messianic oh, Alliance Israel. of Israel. Yeah, that oh. does all the beautiful praise music. Oh, praise so God. praise God. Oh, we've got a couple more. Uh, shalom from uh, Corona. Corona. Shalom from. That that's. Nava, oh, Nava, Navasota, Texas. They said howdy, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> they from Texas. Amen. Navasota, Texas. Okay, howdy, they do everything big. Howdy, y'all. Valley, Arizona. Is that like the Mojave Desert? Yeah. Mojave mm -hmm. and uh, Clawston, Florida. You did that good, Florida. Hey, I hope uh, everybody in Florida is rooting for the the Heat. Uh, that's our last horse in the race right now. So we, they they lost last night, but everybody in Miami was kind of sad. But that's okay. It's got four games. Enjoy. Not time. Shalom from Newfoundland and yeah. Labrador. Hallelujah. Yeah, Jefferson and uh, the Netherlands. Shalom wow. From the Netherlands. Wow. Shalom from Kingsland Terrace, Barbados. Wow. Hallelujah. Were you with us when we were in Barbados? I was not. You were, don't you? I At thought Barbados. you. What? Wait didn't we go to Barbados? Is that what Then the whole church, we took the cruise, oh, we got yeah, off we in did Barbados. Barbados. Yep, yep. That. It was beautiful there. Hey, man, it is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, the river, the water is so yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Barbados. Hey, man. Emerald Wright. Okay, well, hey, man. Pastor Sandy, shalom, okay. everybody. All right, so shalom. All right, go Panthers. Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. <laughs> okay. Yeah, somebody said go Panthers. All right, that's uh, Carolina. Okay, here we go. Um, we prayed in. God is with me. 
uh, great evening, great day. And I hope you guys listened to the Bible study last night. I'm going to give you a little example of what we were talking about last night because I want you to answer the question the same as uh, it was given last night. So here in Matthew chapter uh, 24, verse 36, it says, no one knows about that day, uh, it says, or hour. Uh, not even the angels in heaven. I, I crossed out nor the sun because it they added that. OK, but no one uh, knows about the day or the hour, not the angels in heaven, but only the father. As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the son of man. OK. For in those days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. They knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. OK, that is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. OK, now God has given you some facts right there. He just gave you some facts. He says. You will be eating, they will be eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. So what do we know that is truth? There will not be, it will be in the middle of a world war and bombs will be dropping and everyone will be running for their lives and then it'll happen. No, that's not what the scripture says. It's going to be a regular, normal day, eating, drinking, marrying and giving them. There will be three days of darkness. Everybody will be sitting in their closets trying to figure out how to get to a light. No, that's see, that's YouTube stuff, right? Watch me. Watch me get some some views and watch me get some subscribers by telling some lies. That's YouTube. OK, so <clears throat> this is why we stick to the Bible. Because the Bible has truths yeah. and you don't deter from the truth. What happened to Moses? Moses, strike the rock this time and then the water will come out. Moses, speak to the rock and the rock will give life and will give water. OK, when Jesus came, struck, they struck Jesus. He gave us life. Yeah. The next time Jesus comes to, to rescue Israel, they have to say Baruch Abba. Bishim Adonai, they got to speak to the rock and the rock will come. So when you start dis distorting the word of God and what God tell Moses, because you did this, you're not going in. Why? You, you distorted my word. OK, so stick to the word, stick to truth. Don't make up stories to keep your views. <laughs> Why do you have to say this in 2022 or 2023? OK, so. It will be as it was in the days of Noah, okay? Now, listen to this. Mi kemocha in Hebrew, who is like you? Elohim, mi kemocha. Who is like you? Kemocha means the same. Who is, who is like you, okay? It will be as it was in the days of Noah, as Kamoka, as the days it was in Noah. So in the days of Noah, now when I did my prayer, God said, okay, uh, uh, my fasting, okay, I'm waiting for an answer. It'll be as it was in the days of Noah. So I'm waiting like, okay, what more do you want to tell me? I just fasted for seven days, right? 
And God's like, that's it, right? So basically, it'll be as it was in the days of Noah, go study, right? So you're asking for something that I'm not going to give you, basically, but go study. It'll be as it was in the days of Noah. So I started studying the days of Noah, okay? No longer was I stuck on Pentecost. You understand? Because I know that the church is a wheat harvest, Pentecost. Israel got married on the 50th day after Passover, Pentecost. The, the, uh, uh, Pentecost happened on Pentecost, and the church mar- uh, uh, became engaged to God, Pentecost. Okay? So, and then it talks about another wedding, just as the other one happened, that's going to happen for the church at a later time. Okay? So I'm like, Pentecost is the rapture, that's it. And then I get this, and God says, no, it's going to be as it was in the days of Noah. Well, then how is it going to be a wheat harvest? Because the wheat harvest is, in the, is, is uh, before the summer, and the Pentecost, I mean, the, the days of Noah, is in the late fall, almost winter. Okay? So I said, let me go back to Genesis chapter 8. Let's go to Genesis chapter 8. A lot of people. Okay. Now watch this. Okay. Chapter eight. This is the life, right? That this is the, the, the thing representing Jesus eight. And it says, but God remembered Noah. This, this is after the flood had happened and they've been out there for a while. It says, but God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were in that were uh, with him in the ark. And he sent a wind over the earth and the waters receded. Now, the springs of the deep and the floodgates of heaven had been closed and the rain had stopped falling from the sky and the waters receded steadily from the earth. Okay, Um, at the end of the uh, 150 days, the water had gone down. And on the 17th day of the month, the ark came to rest on Mount Ararat. On the 17th day of the month, the ark came to rest on Mount Ararat. Do you hear that? Now, the 17th day of that month was the 17th of Nisan. It was the 17th of Nisan, and the boat came to a rest and then it came to rest on the mount called what? Ereret. What does Ereret mean? Reverse the curse. Jesus Christ resurrects on the 17th of Nisan. And when he resurrects, guess what happened? The reverse of the curse happened. So that means that the ark story is being told as a prophecy concerning the resurrection of the Messiah that will reverse the curse on the 17th of Nisan. I went, okay. So now, when did the, when did the uh, flood begin, though? On the 17th day of Heshvan. So what happened on the 17th day of Heshvan? Seven plus rest rose above the earth and above the trouble. So that's the 17th of Heshvan. We got it. Pastor Ben, 
The rapture happens on the 17th of Hezron. We've got it. It's the 17th of Hezron. Because on the 17th of Hezron, if it's going to be as it was in the days of Noah, it, it, it's going to be seven rising above the earth. Noah, which is rest, Jesus, our rest, and seven churches, as in the book of Revelation. There we are. We know the day of the rapture is going to be the 17th of, Nisa, uh, of Hezron. Okay? But if it happens then, then how is the church a wheat harvest? Because the scripture says that the resurrections happen in three times in the world. It happens at the book, at the unleavened bread, Pentecost, and tabernacles. So how is this going to happen? Because we know that the rapture and the resurrections are at the same time. And Hezron is not in the summer, and that's not wheat harvest. What do we do with this? So we start going, oh my goodness, there's, there's two different scenarios in the scripture that talk about the church and its leaving, and there are two different times of the year. So which one do we choose? Now we get to the thing and we go, wait a minute, let's go to John chapter 10, okay? Let's go, let's go to the book of John. Chapter 10, verse, I think we start in verse 22. Let's see here. See if John can give us some, some insight. Okay. John, chapter 10, verse 22. It says, Then came the feast of dedication at Jerusalem, and it was winter. All right. So now we were to find out something that happened in the wintertime, okay? What happened in the wintertime? It says, now, it says it was the Feast of Dedication and it was winter. What's the Feast of Dedication? It's the Feast of Enoch or Hanukkah, which is Hanukkah. There, there, it's the first day of Hanukkah. What happens four days later? Because they come to Jesus on the Feast of Dedication and says, hey, the one that you love is sick. Mm -hmm. And it says Jesus waited uh, three more days and then went to go rescue him. OK, so all of this is happening when at Hanukkah, yeah. by the time he gets there on the fourth day, guess what day it is? It's the fourth day of Hanukkah. And then who does he call out of the out of out of the, the dead? Lazarus, which is the same name in Hebrew, Eleazar. <laughs> the helper. And he said he calls him out of where? Out of a dead place, Bethany. He's in Bethany, which means uh, uh, unripe figs. He's in a dark place and he's a place where figs aren't even ripe yet. So Israel's not ready. He's in a dark place. But God says, Eleazar, come forth. And they took off the 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 the, the uh, the clothes, the, the wrappings around him, because there's going to be a removal of the dead, of the, uh, of the dead flesh that's going to be removed. This is all a rapture thing. But look, we got it now, Pastor Ben. The rapture is going to be on the fourth day of Hanukkah in the winter. Why are you laughing? It's solid. It's right here, Pastor Ben. 
Huh? The other one's solid too. But this was more solid, right? <laughs> because, because, and I heard there's even a, another wheat harvest in the winter. So this might, this got to be. There is a wheat harvest in the winter. You know, I read that too. So I'm just saying, you know. And then Enoch, this, the first time he was taken, it was in the winter. The last time it was taken, it was in it was in the it was on the sixth of Savan. So if Enoch was born on the same day and taken on the same day, that means he was born on. Oh, we got to go back to Pentecost now. OK, well, here, let's see if we can find another rapture day <laughs> that would more be fitting to us. OK, let's go to Joshua, chapter three. Yeah, let's go to Joshua, chapter three. And, and, you know, we're laughing, but this is the Lord is like, if I have all of these rapture scenarios in the Bible, then you've got to realize all of these are concepts of the rapture that I put in the Bible and typologies that I put in the Bible that will be completed at the rapture. Yeah. But you can't say which one is going to be on. Because I put them for all four seasons. I put them, I put seven different typologies in the Bible to tell you seven different times that it could happen. Okay? So watch this. Because we're going to hold, don't be discouraged because we're going to hold on to truth. And what's the truth? You're in the last generation and it's only about seven years before the last generation is over. This is soon. So you don't even have to go by what's going on in the world. The Bible says the generation ends 2029 and you're only about seven years from there. So all this stuff that's happening is only because you're about seven years from there. OK, that's what we got to rejoice in. And guess what? You're a part of the resurrection in life. And once it starts, it will never end. OK, so and you got all this wonderful stuff to look forward to. You got the the seven years, of, uh, the, the seven years in heaven that you spend with God touring heaven and all that you've inherited yeah. and, and getting keys to your new home. Then you get then you also get um, to come back and reign and rule with Christ for a thousand years and then a new heaven and a new earth. And then there's no more counting and you're in eternity. Yeah. So this is all the great stuff that you have. That is truth. That is confirmed that you have coming to you. Amen. Dad, you already promised me. You don't have to tell, make an excuse for me today. Uh, you already promised. Is that what the, the, the TV show I was watching? Dad, look, you already promised me. I'm, ex I'm excited about going. I know you already promised me. I know we're going. Okay. Now, let's look at this, this scenario in this Bible because we might find another date that it's going to happen, Pastor Ben. Okay, here, are you in... Uh, uh, the book of Joshua. OK, chapter three. And we're going to be in verse. Uh, let's start in verse 15. It says now the Jordan is at this was at the stage um, at the stage all during. OK, now the Jordan is at flood stage during the harvest. The Jordan was at flood stage during the harvest. Why is the Jordan River at flood stage during the harvest? What, and what harvest is it? It's the barley and the wheat harvest that happen in the spring. And the Jordan is at flood stage. 
Now, if you live in Israel, you know that once the snow starts melting in the spring, that the Jordan fills up higher, right? So now the water is flooding, is that flood stage because the snow has melted. You're now in the spring and the, and the Jordan is full, okay? So, and it says, um, it says, yet as soon as the priests who carry the ark reached the Jordan, their feet touched the water, the water's edge, the, water's, uh, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in the heap as a great distance away at a town called uh, uh, Adam in the vicinity, uh, vicinity of Zorathon. While the waters were flowing down to the Sea of Araba, the sea salt was completely cut off. Um, I mean, the, I'm sorry, the salt sea was completely cut off, so the people crossed over opposite the Jordan. The priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the middle of the Jordan, while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had, been, had completely uh, crossed over on dry ground. So here it is in the spring, and who's leading them across the water? Is it Moses? No. Who is it? It's Joshua, which is the same as what? Yeshua. Yeah. So if Moses can't take us over, why? Because God said, Moses, you're not going to take him over because of what you did. But remember, Moses can't take us over to the other side because Moses represents the law. So Yeshua or Joshua has to cross us over to the other side because it's going to be Jesus who crosses us over. OK, but now you have this whole scenario that we cross over. It's not even the 14th of Nisan yet, because it says um, on the other side. Here it is. Wait a minute, let me go here. Um, Go in chapter four, and then it says, uh, uh, no, chapter five at the top, it says here, it says, on the evening of the 14th day of the month, while, the, while, while they camped at Gilgal on the plain of Jericho, uh, the Israelites celebrated the Passover. So they're celebrating Passover on the other side. So that means that that crossover happened before Passover. There you are, spring, spring rapture, right? That happens. Now, how do we connect this to Israel? Okay? If you read in chapter 5, watch this, Pastor Ben. It says, now this is why, okay, now, no, here it is, watch. Uh, chapter 5, verse 2. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, make flint knives and circumcise the Israelites again. So Joshua made flint knives and circumcised the Israelites in, in, in Gerbeth Haraloth. And it says, now this is why he did so. All those who came out of Egypt, all the men of military age died in the desert on the way after leaving Egypt. All the people came out uh, had been circumcised, but all the people born in the desert during the journey from Egypt had not. 
the Israelites had, had moved about in the desert for 40 years until the men who were of military age when they had died, since they had not obeyed the law of God. For the Lord had sworn to them that they would not see the land that he had solemnly promised their fathers to give us, um, a land flowing with milk and honey. So now it says, who are circumcised okay let me finish reading and it says uh so rise up raise up their sons in this place and there was what and there were the one joshua circumcised and there were all still uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way up after it says after and after the whole nation had been circumcised they remained where they were in camp until they were healed. Now, listen, 40 days, 40 years in the desert, and everybody who had came out of Egypt had passed away. All the people that accepted the Lord or understood the Lord had been in the desert for 40 years, but this was a new crop of people. You understand? They had never, they had never been circumcised. Okay, now he says, now that you've already crossed over, and since you crossed over, the people that came over need to be circumcised. What do you mean? That dead flesh needs to come off. So now, who's been in? The, who, who's been with the Lord for forty for forty jubilees, two thousand years? The church, but we still have on dead flesh that has to be circumcised, taken off as we cross over to the other side, okay? So all of these typologies are in the Bible telling us, and it's not gonna be Moses that's gonna bring you, it's gonna be Yeshua or Joshua, okay? And when you get, and when you, this crossing over comes, your dead flesh has to be taken off because during the 40 years in the wilderness or the 2000 years that Jesus was gone, you accepted Christ, but you're still walking around with dead flesh on. Yeah. As you get raptured, guess what? Get rid of the dead flesh, yeah. okay? So now, but this rapture happens in the spring, okay? Then now you're gonna get to another one where, where, where uh, uh, Ruth marries Boaz, but it's, in this, it's, in, it's after the wheat harvest in the summer. So you go, okay, now we know it's gonna happen then. Now we know it's gonna happen then. OK, so it gets to the point where the Lord is like, OK, th this is what you've learned. OK. That there is a rapture scenario for every part of the year. You cannot say it's got to be as it was in the days of Noah, because it may not be in Heshvan. It may be at Pentecost because that's when the wheat harvest is. Or it may be in the ninth of Av because that's when the temple was removed. Or it may be in the summer because that's when the bride was walking and she saw the early fruit and, and all the men, all the righteous people disappeared. So what, what time are you gonna, we gonna lock God in and say, you have to do it on this one because I like this scenario better. I like, this. <laughs> I like the Pentecost one better than the 17th of Heshwan. I like it better. It just more fits me, you know? <laughs> so God says, do not say it's Rosh Hashanah, but there will be a trumpet at Rosh Hashanah. 
Okay, but the but but there will be a trumpet when you leave. Do not say Passover, but you will pass over when when you leave. Do not say Pentecost, but there will be a wheat harvest when it happens. Do not say tabernacles, but on the mountain. Okay, like in Matthew chapter 17. Guess what it says? Matthew chapter 17. And after six days, after the sixth day, Jesus took uh, with him James, Peter, James and John, the brother of James, and led them up to a high mountain by themselves. And there he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. Just then there appeared before him Moses and Elijah talking with him, uh, 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 talking with Jesus. Okay. They're on, they're on this mountain of transfiguration. And Peter says to the Lord, it is good for us to be here. Um, if you wish, I will put up three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. Why is he going to build a Sukkot? It's during the time of tabernacles. Why is Moses and Elijah there? Moses died, but he's resurrected. He's on, he's on the mountain. Elijah never died, so he's representing those who never died and were taken up. So now you have a rapture scenario there, but it happens after the sixth day. So I'm just saying this. All of the scenarios are to let us know what God's plan is, okay? you will see Christ in his glorified stage when he calls you up on the mountain. There will be people there who died, experienced death, but are standing there alive. And there will be people who never experienced death, but will be standing there alive. All of this will be on the same day, okay? There will be a Passover, okay? All of the, you will hear the trumpet before you go up. All of this is a part of the concepts and, and typologies that God has put in the Bible. But now God is saying, okay, since there are so many, I need you guys to focus on facts, okay? I wanna show you guys one fact because um, I think this is even, this is one of the, the strangest facts that God showed me. Um, concerning the the rapture um and i'm going to find it it is right let's see here i think it's in samuel okay here it is i think we need to go to samuel I see him. Oh, sorry. Second Kings, Second Kings, chapter eight. Let's go to Second Kings, chapter eight. This was a weird one. I was like, okay, Lord, I'm convinced now. Seven years is just tribulation. Okay, we don't have to. Even though Daniel tells us that he was confirmed covenant with the many for seven years. Blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, well, maybe three and a half years. No, Daniel just told you 
he will confirm a covenant with the many for seven years. Okay? But if you're in Second uh, Kings chapter 8, let's look at this. Here's another one of God's wonderful typologies, okay? Second King, in verse 1, watch this. It says, Now Elijah said to the woman whose son he had restored to life, Go away with your family and stay for a while um, uh, uh, wherever you can, uh, because the Lord has declared a famine in the land that will last seven years. Who is he? First of all, this woman is a Gentile. And Elijah or Elisha resurrected her son. But now the land is about to go into a famine stage. So he tells this Gentile woman and her son, I need you guys to go away because there's going to be a famine for seven years. But come back when it's over, right? Does God have to put that story in the Bible or is he just trying to consistently tell you there was a famine that happened in Egypt, but uh, uh, um, Joseph was there, but him and his wife lived in the palace while the famine was going on because God protected them from the famine for seven years. Right. OK, now here it is, a woman that he resur that he that he, he helped and he blessed. And he resurrected her son and gave him life. And he says, I need you to go away for seven years because there's about to be a famine in the land. OK. We get to Daniel and he confirmed the covenant with the many for seven years. We get to Revelation and it gives you two times that there's one thousand two hundred sixty years. And then that's then the middle of the tribulation. happens. Then he says, then for one thousand two hundred and sixty more years, this happens. So he gives you two years that end up being equivalent to a seven year period. Okay. So do not ask me about a three, a three and a half year tribulation. Do not ask me if the church leaves after, um, I put this in the notes and I, um, I'm hoping it's at the end cause this is so, this is one of the, I hope I did. If I didn't, I will send it to you cause I think it's, Something you need to know. Okay. Um, because um, at the end in the book of Matthew, it says that uh, uh, when Jesus returns in the second, he says he will send his angels to gather the elect from the four corners of the earth, right? Or the four corners of the. And then, but it uses a different word for the elect there meaning that these are the chosen, the chosen people that God chose, which is Israel, this elect. Then he says that we, the church, are elect, but it uses two different words in Greek. So why does it use two different words in Greek? One is elect, chosen people of God. The other means elect by circumstances, okay? So therefore, we are elect. We are elect, but we our, our elect is is through circumstances. This happened. So I made a way to make you my elect people. Now you've come into being my elect people. But it came through circumstances. These are my chosen that I chose as my it says favorite from the beginning chosen. So they're the apple of God's eye. They're the chosen. 
we're elect, and, but it uses two different words in Greek for elect, and Greek is a very uh, specific language, so it doesn't mix words, you understand? Right. So, God has told us everything that's happened. We're, we're not going to see tribulation. You will escape all that is about to come. You will be with Christ, but all of this is at what we call the times of truth. So what is truth? This is truth. There will be a rapture. Um, there will be seven years of tribulation. And Israel get, will get their 70th week. The church will leave before the tribulation. Um, the rapture uh, and tribulation will occur on the third day and the sixth day, which is where we are right now. We are in the last generation because Psalms 48 and J Jeremiah 24 tells you that when the fig tree happens, we will that that this will happen. OK, and Jesus will come back all of his saints and rescue Israel. That's the truth. And you need to know you're only about you only have about seven years for the completion of the last generation. Praise God. Amen. All right. It is question and answer time. And I hope we got some good ones. I love the study. Send in your questions, please. Here at Rashawn Messianic Bible Club. We are ready and prepared. Thank you, Mr. Ellis, Mr. Emerson. All right, Pastor Sam, you ready to rock and roll? I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm still, I'm sitting here thinking, God, how did you make it where I met Pastor Ben on a strange day doing something I'm not, <laughs> didn't want to do? Oh, in a studio yeah. and somebody says oh you need to go talk to Ben that's the guy <laughs> you know remember that I was like that is crazy like I'm at a TV studio like I want to borrow your camera so I can shoot a music video and I said but I'm gonna need an editor well you need to go talk to Ben and then we we haven't been really apart since then we've been best buddies since then I remember that day too you had on a black long black coat mm -hmm. and you was dressed in black and I'm sitting down and I looked up mm -hmm. and you're like we're gonna work together yep I'm like, All right. I said it like <laughs> I, I said it like Mr. T <laughs> I'm sitting down and he's standing up like you yep I pity the food that don't work with me <laughs> what I'm gonna say, I'm gonna <laughs> it was crazy all right here we go God is doing it Prepare my people to leave. Oh, that's a beautiful words, because that means that that's what my job is. Yeah. Prepare, prepare you to leave. That means we're leaving. Okay. Okay. Amen. 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 Uh, okay. So, uh, this one, the first one's from Richard. Okay, Richard. Richard. Okay, could you please explain how 1 Corinthians 15 
51 and 52 is the rapture at the end of the is the rapture at the end of the tribulation. Okay, let's let's go there. Corinthians. I don't, I, I don't know what uh, uh, Thessalonians and Corinthians. No, I did not know that Thessalonians and Corinthians are two different events. events. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you so much. That is a wonderful is that a question. question now that's Second Corinthians, right? Uh, or is it, it is uh, First Corinthians. First Corinthians 15, chapter fifteen. Okay. Now watch this. Okay. All right. Here we are, and I'm in fifteen, fifty-one, and fifty-two. And fifty-two. Now, this is what it says. It says. Uh, Listen, I will tell you a mystery, okay? We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, okay? In a flash, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will rise imperishable and we will be changed. For the perish must, um, uh, for the uh, perishable must be clothed, uh, must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with the immortal. Mm -hmm. I mean, with the with the uh, the mortal with the immortal. Okay. Now he says this is going to happen at the last trump. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, to understand, even using that language, you would have to know what the last trump is. Uh -huh. Okay. The last trump, because there are three feasts that still need to be accomplished. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and Tabernacles still need to be accomplished. Passover happened. Uh, Unleavened bread happens. Pentecost happened. Now we're in these last feast days that need to be accomplished, okay? The first one that happens is Rosh Hashanah, but there has to, it has to be the last trump. Okay, what is the trump? Rosh Hashanah, there are 99 trumpets. 99. People don't know, but at Rosh Hashanah, and they're all in different sounds for different spiritual reasons. So they blow nine, and then they'll blow, they'll blow uh, 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 nine, and then they'll blow nine, and then they'll blow ten for this. And when they get to the last, the 99th trumpet, they don't blow it anymore. They're waiting to see the new moon. Because when the new moon appears, then they blow the, the, the shofar gadol, which is the great shofar, which is the last trump. And at that time, at that time, the red, this resurrection and rapture happens, but this is the resurrection and rapture that happens in Revelation chapter 14, okay? So in Revelation chapter 14, Jesus comes down to a cloud, but he has crowns on his head. That means he's already been crowned. But we saw that Jesus got crowned when? When the church went up, they took off the, the crowns and threw them at his feet. And we're the church, so he's already crowned when he gets back. Samuel says that David reigned in Hebron for seven years and six months. So when Jesus comes back, he's already crowned.
found. So he comes down in Revelation chapter 4, 14, and God makes sure he says he already has crowns on his head. He's already been crowned king. Okay? But now he, get, he, he calls up those who are confessing Christ in the tribulation, okay? And he resurrects those who died, have their heads cut off, and they get resurrected bodies too. Yes. Okay? So this happens at the end of the tribulation. Someone says, Pastor Sandy, do you believe in that there's going to be a rapture at the end of the tribulation? I said, yes. They goes, you're confusing me. I thought the rapture happens before the tribulation. There's a rapture that happens before, and then we all land on a sea of glass at yes. perfect peace. Yes. And he says, you look, and there's seven trumpets. I mean, there's seven lampstands. That's the church. Because in the beginning, he says the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Yep. We're already in heaven. At the end, in Revelation 15, it says a group of people land in heaven on a sea of glass mixed with fire because they came out of the great tribulation. They did not take the mark. They did not do this. And so that's the rapture resurrection at the end of the tribulation. Now we're all with God and the people on the earth are living through the 10 days of awe. What's that? The bowl judgments. Yeah. Now the bowls being, the bowl judgments happen in 10 days. Then Christ comes back and rescues Israel on the on the on the 10th of, of Tishri. He protects the nation of Israel and he destroys the enemy and he, Christ lands on when? On Yom Kippur. OK. So know and understand that when Corinthians is talking about this change that's going to happen at the last trump, he's talking about the last Rosh Hashanah trumpet. That's the fulfillment of Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. Okay. That's the fulfillment. Like we had a fulfillment of the Passover when Jesus died on when Jesus died on the cross. That was the fulfillment of the Lamb. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 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 Pentecost. Fulfillments of, uh, of feast days. The last feast days that the last feast days that are going to be fulfilled is Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and then Tabernacles. What does Tabernacles mean? We're all together. Yeah. The Old Testament saints, the church, and the, and the tribulation saints, the, the, the chosen, the faithful, and, 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 and uh, the elect, all, well, well, we're all in one place, okay? So I hope that answered your question. If not, ask me for the uh, Hebrew Bible class uh, material, and that study is in there, so you can teach it yourself. Amen. So, uh, 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 so Pastor Dustin Blystone. Dustin, I'm sorry I haven't called you back, man. I've been so busy. Yeah, I got your message though. Amen. And so he and some of the other believers, uh, some of the other uh, saints are asking, including Ryan, are asking that you would ask the people to vote for. Hold on. To vote for. I know nothing about that. I know what they're doing. I know they're doing something. I've looked at it, but I don't know who they're voting. They said they're doing. I, they, she erased their name, so I can't. I don't know where the name is. Oh, Robert. Robert gave it. To, okay, yeah. I'll, when I'll get the name again, I'll let you know. But yeah. one of, there's a believer that's uh, in a competition that he wanted us to vote for him. Yeah, that. Yeah. I, I just okay. haven't had time. 
to get to they, it. They just want you to uh, to to announce asking. Uh, they, they well, all the, the the guys from uh, 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 um, from the ministry from their ministry should know about voting for that, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, send it in at the end. We'll we'll announce it. Yeah, Justin, send it in again. Write it in. We'll we'll announce it. Or or uh, Pastor Justin, and and then we'll we'll announce it. Yeah. Because uh, she she uh, she, had, she it was uh, deleted before I could speak. Okay. Uh, let's see. Amen. So. Uh, the next question is, could you please explain, oh no, we just did that. The next question is, uh, oh, his name is Terrence White. She didn't get both. Okay. Uh, deleted. I'm sorry. Uh, Terrence White. And they okay. said we have up to five hours to, to vote for him. Okay. Amen. So he wants you to say it, Pastor. <laughs> I can't. So I, I, Terrence White, vote for him. There you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But I would need to explain it. Amen. Mm. Uh, question. I heard a couple watchmen say that technology is about to ex exceed Bible prophecy. <laughs> so the church must be raptured at any moment. Your thoughts? What do they mean exceed Bible prophecy? First of all, nothing's going to exceed Bible prophecy. Um, so, but um, they are they have a lot of plans for ai remember i made a right. little thing about they're all getting excited about ai and even israel is like what ai is about to be able to do you know it's going to expand man and it's going to make things greater for society and blah blah, blah and you know and then people will have to take this chip and that and and they'll be interactive mm. with ai and da 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 da, da. but li listen let me tell you something all that stuff that you guys here on the internet and stuff this all happened before this all happened see because when they were saying let's build the tower <laughs> so high that you know and then we'll be having and this will happen and, and we'll be able to do this, this and let's build this tower and they had a lot of plans yeah then they said then god came down and smashed it all up <laughs> right <laughs> So know and understand, Satan has a lot of plans, right? Because mm -hmm. in his warp, he really thinks that he he's going to win, you know? But Satan can say, you know, I'm planning on turning all humans into robots. I'm planning on, mm -hmm. on uh, 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 killing every human being on the earth except for... He can have so many plans, yep. but... He needs to get back to reading the Bible and find out what's going to happen to him. Because all of his plans are not going to come to anything just like Babylon. But if you're always reading Satan's plans <laughs> and you don't read God's plan, it could really consume you. Yeah. So I try to stick with reading God's plan because I know Satan's plans aren't going to happen. Mm -mm. He's had plans before and they never happen. Okay? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That's true. The Tower of Babel, they were going to do all oh, this. Oh, yeah, let's build it, please. Yeah. It reaches up to and we can. Elon Musk. Right? <clears throat> what exactly happened in Judges uh, chapter 11, verses 30 and 31? What happened to uh, Jephthah's daughter? No, yeah, daughter. Uh, we have long held the understanding that our God uh, doesn't accept human sacrifice according 
And he didn't, he didn't, he didn't have, she was not sacrificed. She was the, she was pledged to a life without, without husband. So she, she welled her virginity because um, uh, she was, she was, God, uh, he dedicated her to God. Mm -hmm. So therefore she never had a husband, never had children because he dedicated her to God. He didn't uh, sacrifice. Okay. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, if when we die, if when we die before the rapture and our souls go to heaven, who is being who is being resurrected at the rapture? Let me read that again. Oh, I, I understand what he's you saying. Understand? If you die now, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Right. Right. There's people that have died before you, and guess where they're at? They're with the Lord. Yeah. Okay. In heaven, if you read Corinthians, it says there are heavenly bodies and there are and there are spiritual bodies celestial and there are celestial bodies. There are resurrected bodies. There are different types of bodies. It's letting you know. And there are spiritual bodies. There are people in heaven with spiritual bodies. Yeah. You understand? They don't have resurrected bodies yet because it's not their season. But when it's time comes for the church to receive their resurrected bodies, then when we go up, they will receive their resurrected bodies first because they died first. Mm -hmm. They get their, then we who are still walking around will be caught up and, and raptured and resurrected at the same time and we will receive our bodies. Mm -hmm. And that will be the wheat harvest. That will be, then now you're waiting for the tribulation and you're going to give uh, a resurrection and rapture during the, uh, during, at the end of the tribulation. Mm -hmm. And that'll be the last of the harvest, which is the fruit harvest. Mm -hmm. And all of Israel being, getting resurrected bodies. So all of this is going to happen because God is farming the world. You yes. understand? Yes. So I hope I answered that. Amen. Yeah. Uh, in, in, first King, in first Kings 10, mm -hmm. 14 and 15, it says that the weight of the gold that Solomon received 666 talents. Yes. Uh, why every year Solomon took exactly 666 talents of gold and not some other amount? That is a, that is a long, long, long <laughs> answer, okay? And... Um, I could give you a simple answer now. Solomon was getting out of obedience with God and the 666 represent his disobedience. So he would receive 666 uh, talents of gold. But now the gold represents also he, uh, that he received gold because gold is a representation of, of uh, uh, royalty, okay? So the gold is representing his royalty. Yes, he's a king. The 666 is representing his rebellion. Okay. But we could go into Gematria and you could see where the 666 is representing even more than that. Okay. But that would take too much to do right now. Amen. What about looking at Eli? Uh, what about looking at Enoch and Elijah who have been taken up since uh, history repeats itself? Uh huh. That was it. Enoch and Elijah? Well, I didn't understand the question. He said, uh, Gail, she said, what about looking at Enoch and Elijah who have been taken up, who have been taken up 
since since history repeats itself. Oh, okay. Um. So why are we looking at? Uh, are we saying like? I think she might, she might be trying to help out with a question. Oh, like with uh, well, Enid, well, remember this. Um, if if you're talking about the the, the two witnesses. Um, God gives a description of what they do, and those are uh, those descriptions are are to Moses and to um, Elijah. Then, when he appears on the on the on the mountain, it's Moses and Elijah because he gives a description of what they have done: shutting up the water, not raining for three and a half years. Okay, Enoch is a whole nother uh, case and understanding because Enoch. Um, who has never died is 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 uh, dedication. Um, and so that's a whole another study. But the two witnesses are different. The two witnesses are described who there will be. So I hope that's your question, because I can explain Moses because nobody. Uh, uh, Satan argued with God over the body of Moses, because so he's going to use Moses for that time. And Elijah never died, so it's, uh, and they're both mentioned that they're going to be used as the witnesses. But Enoch's story is a mystery to me because he's just there. It's like, did he ever die? Well, he, he could be one of the Old Testament saints that received a resurrected body when Christ came out. Oh. So that could happen that way, but we don't really know because the Bible doesn't address it. Okay. All right. Um, is the days of Noah for rapture or second coming? The days of Noah are for rapture. The days of Noah talk about rest, which is Jesus. Mm -hmm. Okay. Noah backwards is grace. Our covenant is grace, which is Jesus. Okay. And he had seven, seven family members. So now you got eight on the boat. You got the church, Jesus, called it the trumpet. And you got seven churches, people representing seven churches that are raptured up. And on the sea of glass, you see a seven lampstand. And here's Jesus with them. And this is the eight being rescued. So the, 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 the um, days of Noah represents the rapture, okay? Seven plus one, seven plus one. OK, um, it does not if it is not talking about the the second coming, because right after he talks about that, he says two will be in one place. One will be taken and the other one left. Uh, two men will be this and one will be taken and one will be left. So that whole scenario is talking about in the days of the rapture. And how will it happen? No one knows the day or the hour. People will be eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage. And so this is rapture. Because everybody, when the second coming comes, everybody will know. As a matter of fact, you can count it from the time that, that the Antichrist signs the covenant, you can count off 2,520 days and you will know. Amen. Okay? Time will be given into Satan's hands uh, in tribulation. Will he turn it back seven years and loop around seven times? I don't know where that came from. Time is not going to be given to Satan ever. Satan does not own time. He has never invented time. He can try to corrupt time. But if you stay on God's calendar, you, you always be on time. So 
Satan will not have control of time, but God is going to turn time back so that it'll be 360 day years instead of 365 day years. But do not believe that Satan is going to have control of time and then, you know, he's going to go through a time warp. And, you know, because if you start watching the movies, they'll thank you. There's other dimensions and times. That's all foolishness that Satan is using witchcraft to sell the people, okay? Wow. They're inventing their own scenarios of something that doesn't exist. There are no other dimensions. There's no times, you know, lapse, and you can move through time. All this stuff is, is, is witchcraft teaching you the opposite of God, okay? Yeah. Amen. So, there are, and this has to be the last one, Pastor, because we're out of time. Okay. There are three main harvests in the Bible. Yes. The, bar, uh, the barley, the yes. wheat, and the grape. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, P-E-S-A-C-H. Shavafest. Pesach? Pesach. Uh, yeah, that's Passover. Oh, okay. So okay. I said it right? Yeah, Pesach. Hallelujah. Yeah. A uh, 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 festival of tabernacle, could there be three harvests rapture each year during tribulation? Nope. That's so, un that'd be so unbiblical. That'd be so unbiblical. That would be like, that's just like making up something. You know, there are three harvests. God has already shown you that there's one and, they are, and there it is, the first harvest. Okay. In the book of Ruth, guess what? Barley, wheat, you didn't see the fruit because the story didn't get that far, but three harvests. It's not going to be like doing the tribulation. Let's let's have some extra harvests. <laughs> you know, that's not how that's not how God. That's not part of truth. That's what I'm saying. It's not part of truth. It's a concept, but since it's not even part of God's typologies or anything, that means it's just a concept that someone has. Okay, we want to stick to truth and the typologies that God gave us. Praise God. Amen. Okay. All right. It is time. How you doing, Emerson? Good. Good. I gave them your email address so they can email you their questions. Yes. Like I said, Dustin, uh, I've, been, I've been like crazy busy. So I, I got a phone call from him, and I never got around to like giving him a call back. And then uh, Ryan sent me the email about voting for somebody, and I looked at it, but, but I had, you know, you, you, got, you got 132 of them to go through. You say, okay, I'll get back to that, and then you don't right. get back to that. Okay, let's uh, pray out. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, when you see my people, bless them by giving them these words. So I give you these words today. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Shalom. Shalom, everybody. Or in the clouds, and um, we'll see you soon. Praise God. Amen. That was good, Pastor Sandy. That Q&A was really good, right? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, sometimes they say something and I know exactly what they're talking about. Oh, okay, because sometimes they say something and I'm like, oh, they just say it. Yeah, I remember that day I saw you in the studio. That's crazy. Like everything that we've been through since that time, Drea meeting us, meeting at Starbucks. Yeah. It's like God is like, this is all for a reason. Amen. I'm working something out. Ooh, <laughs> Little did we know, huh? Right? God's perfect in everything he does. So yeah. That makes sense. And he's able to take care of us without being corrupted by the system. Amen. And that's that's a big deal. Because I'm telling you, uh, Four Square Church is definitely planning on giving us a church. Right. And I would have went for it because it sure sounds good. It was a nice neighborhood. 